There is too much to read, there is too much to do My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue Read all that I could read, saw that I could see Finish the internet, wait, hold on, oh yeah, that thing The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself My mind and can't rest till then Oh, it's time, it's time for oh yeah that thing again. Hello, this is Oh Yeah That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Pei. I'm Audrey. And welcome. Hello. Woohoo, here we are, doing yeah. it again. I know. I, I know I've said this almost every episode, but <laughs> I'm impressed that we followed through. I think that we deserve to give ourselves props every time. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's also just... You know, we do this to entertain ourselves. So yeah. <laughs> when I made the episode four folder today, I was like, ooh, four whole episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud I mean, of we us. did used to have that blog and we kept that going for like oh, yes. a year. So that's true. Yeah. We have some follow through. Yeah. Actually, we have good follow through, I think. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm trying I... to build myself up. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm, I'm proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Um, what's been going on with you? Oh, not much. I, I go on vacation next week, and I'm very excited. I, Ooh. I'm I wasn't so sure tired. where that was going. <laughs> I'm so tired. That's fun. Yeah, that's why, I, that's why we couldn't record next weekend, because I will not be here, and I don't want to... Th- think about doing stuff <laughs> yeah that's what vacation is for how long are you going to be on a vacation for um almost a week oh nice nice yeah yeah solid very solid yeah I, i've been working a lot of extra hours like going in early and staying later and stuff so i don't have to use my annual <laughs> oh nice real adult things i never yeah. thought i'd be doing like <laughs> waking up at five in the morning yeah Ugh. considering i spent all of college asleep, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and all of my childhood asleep. I do remember, um, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day and I don't know why, but I was thinking about how during the summers when we had plans, it would be, it'd be like, well, I guess I got to wait till like 1.30. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> got to wait till 1.30 because I'd be uh, popping out of my bedroom yeah. at one fifteen, and then be like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Uh, but I can't say that I woke up, like, so much earlier than that, especially no. during the summer. There's no reason to be up early. I think I did go to bed stupidly late, though. Yeah. Well, there's, I don't know, there's something about, and I do this now, too, when I don't have to work the next day. Even if I'm tired, I'll be up to like, 2 in the morning just because I know that I don't have to get up early. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's so many things that I can do, all this TV that I can watch. I, <laughs> I don't have to be responsible. So... <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And also, I was just really lazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What's up with you? Um, not much. Yesterday, I kind of had a, a little 90s throwback day on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Lion King, the, the 2019 photorealistic remake mm-hmm. uh, in okay. the early afternoon. <laughs> And then in the evening, I uh, watched Jumanji with a friend, um, the one that came out a couple years ago. 
The one with the um, rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nick Jonas, who I forgot was in it. When <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that at all. Yeah. When when he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, he's in this movie. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Um, Lion King was fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As expected. I, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I have two, th- two things to say about that. First, I tried, I try not to read reviews for things now because I think that I'm really susceptible. Hmm. Um, and also I think that I just like being a hater. Maybe that too. <laughs> so much more fun to dislike things so i'm always afraid that i that i that i might dislike things just because i feel like i should but this time i just well, i wanted to like the movie oh there's a plane um <laughs> i wanted to like the movie um but also i didn't really want to because it didn't seem necessary so i wasn't sure if if i had an open enough mind you know to uh fully enjoy it but it was know. also just fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie that I, when I heard they were remaking it, and they kept calling it the live action, which makes no sense. So dumb. They're not real lions. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, it, yeah, it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, cause I, and also because they weren't, especially once the trailer came out, and it was just like a shot-for-shot remake of the original trailer it's like oh you're Mm -hmm. not doing anything new or interesting with this story so what's the point yeah which was the same that happened with beauty and the beast which Which i still haven't seen it was very boring yeah (laughs) yeah amazing because the original was not boring at all yeah um well yeah it's not boring (laughs) (laughs) um but i feel like these remakes i know they're doing it to make money so yeah let's get that out of the way obviously it's to make money Mm -hmm. but they should choose movies that didn't do well in the first place. So yeah, the Jungle Book remake made sense to me because I tried watching, well, part of it once, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. So I've never <laughs> seen the whole thing in its entirety. Yeah. Um, but I heard that the remake was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they need to take all those, like, dark ages movies, yeah, um, like because Black the- Cauldron and stuff, and remake those. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of goodwill towards the movies from, like, the late 80s and up to, like, the, I guess, the late 90s and maybe some in the early 2000s. I can't remember what came out then, but um, but there's no need unless they're, like, for example, I haven't seen Maleficent and I don't even think I've ever seen the original Sleeping Beauty, but Mm. at least that's, like, an interesting concept to, like, do a movie about one of the villains from the movie. I don't know. Is is Maleficent? Oh, you're making a face. (laughs) (laughs) I make the face because I thought that was an unnecessary movie. Oh, really? Yes. uh, See, but that's the thing, though, is... I I get your your meaning that at least it was something different. Yes, exactly. Um, Like, don't just remake Sleeping Beauty. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. That's actually... Sleeping Beauty is a movie that could do with a remake because... I like that movie, but I like that movie because of Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sleeping Beauty, Aurora, the character herself, has very little agency in that movie. Uh-huh. So if they'd remade it and kind of given her something else, yeah. like maybe she could have, they could have rewritten it so she could break the curse somehow or yeah. something. That would have been cool. But the they... making of Maleficent, she sometimes, especially in fairy tales, evil just exists it doesn't uh-huh. need a backstory it doesn't explained. need to be yeah, like oh i, I used side. to be a good person but then i was persecuted and now i hate yeah. everyone 
Yeah. She just was this wonderful evil character, which is why she's one of my favorites. And mm-hmm. I did not go see the movie because I was like, I don't need this backstory. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't realize there was backstory. I thought it was just like Sleeping Beauty from Maleficent's point of view. No, it's like the uh, origin story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eh. Maybe I take back what I said. <laughs> but, yeah. but I will say that one thing, because I also saw Aladdin, which is the first of these remake movies that I've seen, because mm-hmm. uh, I just got AMC A-list. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, so I went to see Aladdin. And um, so they are, tr- I guess, based on this one and on Lion King, they gave Nala a little moment. Like, they gave Jasmine her own song in, in Aladdin, and she has, like, a little bit more agency, but I also have not seen the original Aladdin mm-hmm. animated movie, so I don't really know what she was doing in that movie. But I, but I think wow. she they make her a little bit more headstrong mm-hmm. and and stuff in the this the live action version. Uh, I know she she is pretty relatively for the time in a Disney movie headstrong in the animated version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did hear that she does. That she is kind of more badass in the the live action, which I yeah. thought was pretty cool. I didn't need her song though; that was unnecessary. But <laughs> <laughs> but like kudos for making her, yeah. And then in Nala in uh, Lion King, they have a. I don't really remember why how she stumbles upon Simba in the animated one, but in mm-hmm. this one, she deliberately is like, "We need to go get help because Scar made everything bad," and so she like sneaks away from him to go find help, hmm. and then that's how she stumbles upon. But yeah, anyway, uh, I like Jumanji better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one I do want to see. It It was so fun. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, I really enjoyed it uh, more than I thought that I would. Um, Yeah, it was The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Karen Gillan, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's pretty solid right there. Yeah, and Jack Black was great. Um, especially because the person that he's embodying is supposed to be a teenage girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it was, it was fun. Um, yeah, that one was delightful. I would recommend. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when we all heard they were going to do a a Jumanji reboot, I guess. It's not really a sequel or remake. Yeah. We're like, why? The original is so good. I'm like, oh. But again, they did something different. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, take it and do something different. And then we can kind of judge it on its own without immediately thinking of the original. Yeah, exactly. And they had, they did have nice little um, homages to the original movie. Like, just Mm -hmm. little touches here and there. And it was, they were nice. But Yeah. yeah. So, cool. And hopefully that's what will happen with the, the Mulan remake. Yeah. Which looks pretty badass despite its non inclusion of a romance with Lee Shang, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll survive. I guess I'll survive once again <laughs> losing what little bi representation yeah. we made for ourselves. <laughs> All the undertones were there. <laughs> I know. Bummer. Oh well. Shall we talk yeah. about what we the, the thing that we have oh yes oh boy oh uh, yeah that thing indeed yeah so we did not hit we didn't hint we just straight up said what this was online when, <laughs> earlier when we started reading it but it is our first book thing yeah oh yeah um 50 shades of gray 
Woohoo! Woohoo! So, I think most people know what Fifty Shades of Grey is. I think but so. It, it was such a cultural phenomenon, which is what really made me want to read it to see mm. kind of why this yeah. particular book. Um, but a bit of background first. So the novel, uh, the first of the series is Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, which was written by E.L. James. And one of its notable traits is that it started as a Twilight fanfic on fanfiction.net, which is a website I definitely was familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Same. laughs> oh, the Harry Potter fanfiction. Um, and Law and Order and Criminal Intent. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to talk about that before we move on. You read Law and Order Criminal Intent fanfiction? I sure did. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, always been weird. Um, uh, you know, really... you can be friends for 20 years and still learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, anyway. <laughs> 50 Shades of Grey. Okay, so um, fanfiction.net was where she started publishing this story and mm-hmm. sort of the classic serialized version that that website is known for. Um, under the title Master of the Universe, which makes me think of (laughs) He-Man. Apparently, on the website, some of the reader comments, um, there was at least a significant enough proportion of them concerned about how sexually explicit the content was. Interesting. Um, And so E.L. James decided to move it to her own website and no longer publish on fanfiction.net. And from there, she self-published through I think they were a vanity vanity publisher but their web presence is gone their website doesn't work anymore I don't oh, know if it was just today but so I couldn't officially confirm that uh-huh. but her readership that did like what she was writing over at fanfic was large enough that she sold quite well of the first book and then they published the other ones as well um, and then kind of through Word of mouth, but also its ratings through Goodreads seems to be one of the reasons it became popular because the folks who liked it were writing it really high. Um, And so it was nominated for like Best Romance Novel of the Year on Goodreads that year, which really upped its profile. Um, But after the self-publishing time, it was picked up by Vintage Books, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House, and re-released mm-hmm. in a supposedly revised edition. <laughs> That's something I do want to talk about after okay. all of this. Um, so, overall, the series has sold 125 million copies oh, worldwide. Wow. And Amazon UK reported that it sold more copies of Fifty Shades than the Harry Potter series, which is bananas that's crazy um and i also read into a little bit about how it grew in popularity like i said part of it was just she already had a huge reader base on fanfiction.net and they kind of just followed the story in its different iterations yeah um and the goodreads thing helped as well but it also seemed like a lot of it was word of mouth 
the phrase, I hate this phrase, but the phrase mommy porn was kind of attached oh, to yeah. it. Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> yeah, from what I gathered, one of the reasons that happened was that early on, um, one of the early sources of sort of publicity that James received was a newsletter, which is called Diva Moms, uh-huh. which from what I gather is a newsletter for rich moms in New York. Okay. And so the writer so of the newsletter was like, I read this book, I loved it, and she set up this event and um, at her penthouse in honor of E.L. James and invited her to New York, and that's kind of when she had a chance to talk to this publisher who was already interested in re-releasing the novels, and that kind uh-huh. of like snowballed um, into what it is now. Yeah. There's also some theory that one of the reasons it was popular is also because of its covers. Um, of course, people say don't judge a book by its cover, which is a dumb saying because that's the whole <laughs> reason why book covers exist. Yeah. But when you look Cuts at all the, the graphic designers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please yes. judge it. it design really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the covers for Fifty Shades, they are more reminiscent of the covers for Twilight rather than your traditional romance novels. Um, oh. You don't have like the guy and the girl, like, holding yeah. on to each other and that kind of thing, which is kind of the, was the standard and still is for the most part uh, for romance novels. And so people who look down at romance were maybe more interested in picking it up once they heard about it and its popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just seems like it was a lot of different little factors that kind of helped make this a popular book to begin with and then as with things that are popular people don't want to feel left out and they start reading it and it just yeah. kind of builds and builds and builds and builds until it is just unstoppable <laughs> yeah um a lot of this i got from an excerpt of this book called Hitmakers. um oh. and so we'll post that on the blog too because it was a pretty good read not just about why this book was popular but just how popular culture exists yeah. and builds yeah. and becomes what it is. I think it's especially interesting because books having a moment in this day and age is kind of a big deal. Because mm-hmm. I guess the general consensus is that obviously people read, but not the way that they used to. Yeah. So for a book to like break through and be popular is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, this book, I'm I one of the reasons I wanted to read it like I said, was because it was so popular and I wanted to understand why. Mm-hmm. And not just why it was having a big moment, but why this particular romance novel. Yeah. Because from what I read, and we'll get to that in a little bit, it wasn't any more scandalous than things I'd read before mm-hmm. in the romance genre. Yeah. Um, there's definitely more explicit stuff in romance publishing already. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of interesting that this one really broke through. Yeah. Um, in particular. Because Lady's been reading dirty books for a yeah. long, <laughs> long time. <Yeah. laughs> um, and I'll also say now, I have to admit, I did not finish this book. <laughs> well, guess what? Neither did I. Okay. <laughs> so here's the funny thing about that is I'm... Uh, 
first I was like, oh no, I haven't started it with enough time because it was also longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I didn't give myself enough time to read it because I also wanted to like read it close enough to our recording day so I didn't forget stuff. But anyway, um, but then I was like, when I have a book that I, that I'm really into, I'll make the time to read it. But it felt like a chore yeah, to read this book. Exactly. <laughs> I sometimes, um, I so see you read it in actual paperback i read it through the libby app through my library mm-hmm. and i got the ebook version and the audiobook version so i was like well maybe it, we'll see which one i like better mm-hmm. the ebook version based on how long it takes you to read a certain portion it'll give you estimates of how long oh. it'll take you to finish nice and so when i was like how far am i okay i want to see how long this is going to take and i saw uh-huh. its estimate and i was like oh that is too long it was longer than the audiobook version so i was like i'm oh, going to really? try the audiobook <laughs> and um the voiceover artist on the audiobook she did a fine job with mm-hmm. the material she was given but it was just i couldn't listen to it i found it even more annoying <laughs> No fault of the the voiceover artist. It's just the content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you want to start? I don't know. I don't even know yeah, where to start with this. <laughs> sure. I, I, I will go ahead. I mean, uh, so yeah, like I said, when I, I, it was unexpected. I, so when I, so I was excited to read this because I, I didn't necessarily think that I was going to, to like the content in that I didn't think that I was going to enjoy the story very much mm-hmm. just because I didn't, I haven't heard good, like great things about it. Like I know that people like the book, but I know that also people think it's kind of silly or I don't know that there's also a lot of negative things kinda that are like said about it. Twilight. Exactly. Like the two sides of it. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't, I think, I think that I thought I was going to fall on the side of like, Oh, I'm going to, it's going to be fun to read, but I'm not necessarily going to be like, Oh, I just read a good book. Um, so when I started reading it, I was surprised by how tedious I found it. Like, I thought it would yes. be, <laughs> oh my God, I thought it would be like kind of amusing and how bad it was or like that it'd be like a fun read. Cause when I read, cause you introduced Twilight to me and I, oh, yeah, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I sped through that book cause I thought, I don't know, it just like captured me, even though I acknowledged what I was reading was bad, but mm-hmm. I was like, I want to finish this book, but I did yeah. not have that thought with 50 Shades of Grey. The thing with Twilight, if I remember, it wasn't very poorly written. Yeah. It wasn't the best writing in the world, obviously. No. But it wasn't so bad that I couldn't get through it. And that that was my problem here. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, when they republished it or re-released it, it's, they, it said it was a revised version, supposedly. Okay. But... I just read that today. As I was reading this book, I was like, did anyone copy edit this thing before they released it? it? It's just, it was so, like you said, it was so tedious. It was so repetitive. Oh my God. And I could see it. I could see why, especially if she started this on fanfiction.net where you release yeah. it chapter by chapter. Exactly. That you might have to reintroduce something that you reintroduced like two chapters ago. Yeah. But when she put it together, like she should have found a friend or someone yeah or not all friends are good editors though to just help clean it up yeah definitely Um, like what was it this first chapter i don't know how many times she said crap and double crap 
that (laughs) I I started to count and then I got tired of counting. It was so, I don't know. There was something else about when, sorry, I'll I'll do this one. uh She always keeps describing about how every time he's getting naked, she's like, and I finally got to see him naked. I'm like, you've already seen him naked though. (laughs) You did this already. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was very repetitive. She didn't have a lot of she says, holy cow, holy moly, holy shit, holy fuck, holy Moses. Everything yeah. is holy this, holy that. Yeah. I'm like, stop being <laughs> surprised by everything so much. Like, uh, yes. we should be beyond this now. Because <laughs> she is supposed to be, I guess we, we didn't even talk about the plot of this book. But essentially, oh, she's yeah. okay, so. <laughs> about to graduate college. She's an English major, and like many English majors, she wants to work in publishing or something. But she reads, maybe because it was based on Twilight, she reads like a very naive teenager. Oh, yes. Like, who doesn't know anything about the world. Like, if she's an English major, and the book she kept referencing that... Thomas Hardy book, the Tess of the, the Ubervilles or whatever. Yeah. Like, that... That woman gets raped and is in an abusive relationship, so the whole... Oh, cool. Yeah, there's a whole thing <laughs> there. Um, is there something else I'll probably link to in the blog about kind of the comparisons between the two books, which was an interesting read, too. Uh-huh. But, so she's not... She's reading things that are classics, and, like, classics aren't all holy and pious. Like, they tackle serious themes. So I'm like, why are you like this? Yeah. She... I, I just didn't understand why she was so naive. And she, there was so much gasping. They gasped at the <laughs> dumbest things. Like, the, the, <laughs> the last part I read, um, it, she it was like the day after she finally had sex with Christian uh-huh. And he's taking her home back to wherever the fuck this college is. <laughs> and she had no change of clothes, so she wore his boxer briefs or something. Uh-huh. And so she's like walking to her door. She's like, and I felt bold, and I showed him a flash of his underwear that I was wearing. And he, his mouth dropped open, and he gasped. I'm like, why? Isn't Christian supposed to be the supposedly, like super sensual sexy dude who like knows so much more than she does that seeing her in his underwear would make him (gasps) it was so bizarre yes there was lots of her jaw dropping to the floor every time she saw him and I was like I feel like you've seen him enough now that you don't need to your jaw doesn't need to drop all the way to the floor every time you see him yeah and there was excessive excessive descriptions of how attractive he was and they weren't creative it which mm-hmm. is which makes sense because after a certain point how much more can you say about how attractive a person is yeah it just yeah and oh sorry i was gonna say should we say what the pl- the plot is the plot oh i guess <laughs> I say in yeah quotes. <laughs> yeah we can say what the plot is <laughs> um so yeah so neither of us finished it but i i kind of got I guess I got halfway through, and then I skipped to the end to read the last chapter. Oh. Um, oh, so here's a funny thing. So I was like, oh, let me fi- see if I can find a detailed description of the plot. So, it, Well, I just went to Wikipedia first. Mm-hmm. And so there's about five paragraphs of the description of the book. That's what and I so, <laughs> Yes, and so I got about um, four and three quarters. Four, I read the first four paragraphs and like three quarters of the fifth paragraph, and I was like, I've already read all of this. <laughs> What 
Webmore is there to, like, this is the plot, and I've, I'm only halfway through the book, and you've described, I don't know, if, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. No, so I yeah. guess, yeah, so I was like, but I already read all that part, and, and there's two sentences to go, and that's the rest of the book. So apparently, so okay, anyway, so it's about this girl, Anastasia Steele, who goes to her friend, her her roommate and best friend, Catherine Cavanaugh, is sick, and she works for the... Um, student newspaper and so she asked Anna to go interview this guy Christian Gray for the newspaper on her behalf and she goes and this guy he's like super rich and so very attractive (laughs) (laughs) so hot um um, and so she goes to interview him um and she's like wow I've never found anyone so attractive in my life and he's and they have a weird interaction and um and she's like She's like, yeah. So she goes home and she's like, well, I ruined that and I'll never see him again. I can't stop thinking about him. And then he shows up at her workplace and takes her. Does he take her out? No. And then he she arranges a photo shoot for on Catherine's behalf and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. They start hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he stalks he takes, her. Yeah. <laughs> literally stalks her. Yeah. He, uh, yes, he does. He shows up where she is. He's overly concerned with everything she's doing. Very demanding of the things that she should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes her to Seattle where he lives in a helicopter and takes her virginity. And uh, and he tells her to stay away from him because he's dangerous. He's also into BDSM and and then, from what I can see, the rest of the plot is that he keeps being like, sign my contract because I want you to be my submissive so much. I'm so into you. And she can't decide if she wants to do it or not. <laughs> and I think that's the rest of the book is her not being able to decide. And then at the very end, so I read the last chapter, uh-huh. at the very end, she's like, well, I want to see, I want him to bring me to the brink of pain so I can see if I really like it. So he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yes, please. And so he like, spanks her real hard and she starts crying and she's like I hate him <laughs> and then she uh she's like I guess I can't be with him which is her whole dilemma the whole time is I want him to be my boyfriend but he just wants <laughs> this dominant submissive relationship and then she's like I can't be with you and she goes home <laughs> real <laughs> yeah it's like a whole lot of should I should I not with no payoff at the end, it seems. Yes, that's and as far as I can tell. Her, yeah, her indecis- indecisiveness was one of the things that really made me dislike her as a character. Yes. Like, we're supposed to, when you read a romance novel, the idea is you should be able to kind of transplant yourself in the main character and their, like, sexy times with this person, right? Yeah. But I could not with this girl. There she was, was so annoying. Oh, there was one line that... Oh, let's see if I can find it. I think I bolded it in my notes because like, I need to remember this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, after they have sex for the first time, because like you said, he, she, was, she is a virgin. She's never had a boyfriend. She's never kissed a guy because like, n- the idea is no guy has ever really caught her attention. Yes, um, even which... though every guy she meets is so attracted to her, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that falls into that idea because... There's kind of that trope of the very bookish girl who builds up this very romantic character based on the book she reads. Mm-hmm. Believable, understandable, yes. whatever. Um, so Christian's the first person she's attracted to. Um, after he shows her his BDSM playroom, she 
mentions that she's a virgin and he's like, oh, we're going to have to take care of that. And so he does. Um, and after they have sex, she says something like, and I, I cuddled up in his bed, I pass out or drift off. I'm like, which one is it? <laughs> you were, this is your experience. You should know. Yeah. Did you drift off gently into sleep or were you so tired you were fucking out? Yeah. Just tell me what's happening. And that every time again, or maybe not. Is this what it is? I don't know. I'm like, be assertive. Yeah. And like, I don't know if if it was because Christian was looking for a sub. So she wanted to make Anna already kind of submissive or something, but she just seems weak and dumb. Yeah, but she can't even decide if she is submissive or not because she does have that sense to her, but then I guess she also wants Anna to be, like, headstrong because Christian keeps being like, you're so difficult. Like, why won't you just do what I tell you to do? And and so sometimes she's like, I don't want to do that. But then she'll be like, okay, I guess I will. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. There's just, like, she can't decide if she wants her to be... And obviously people have multitudes, but it doesn't read mm-hmm. as her having multitudes. It just... Or layers. It just reads as her being annoying and waffling back and forth on yeah on everything. And the fact that she waffled so back and forth on the BDSM stuff, I didn't even get to the BDSM fucking honestly. I just found is, is some because I was trying to get to it. <laughs> they the first instance of it is I just read it. It's like about halfway through. He like punishes her for rolling her eyes at him because he told her that if you roll your eyes at me again I'm gonna punish you and so he Mm. spanks her and she's like I think I liked it but also I'm not sure um and so then I skipped ahead and I found because I was trying to find the first instance of the red room because it was taking forever (laughs) to get there (laughs) and so they they finally get there, and so I kind of just skimmed it, but they, she, there's like a little bit of bondage stuff, and there's a riding crop involved, and yeah, so okay. they do finally, I think it's the first weekend that he's, that she's spending with him after moving to Seattle. Okay, so one of the reasons I couldn't get into it as well is because, even without reading all those, those, the parts you mentioned, when she goes into the playroom, she's not excited. No. At all. Yeah. If if she had gone in there and been like, wow, this is so over my head, but the idea of being part of this, it doesn't even have to be like, ooh, I'm so turned on. Just like, the idea of this is kind of switching something on, some in, intrigue or something yeah. that makes her want to explore this, possibly, yeah. then okay. But she's never yeah. shown any interest in what he's presenting. And so I'm like, then you and she, shouldn't be there. And, yeah, and also she, like, thinks it's fucked up that he's into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So why would you... I don't understand if your kinks don't align with somebody else's and you can tell that off the bat and you're not excited about trying it with them, then what's the point? Yeah, why? like, how <laughs> hot like, could he possibly be that you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then even then she's not into it. And like I said with the last chapter, she, like, asks him... I guess to be like, let's lean into it. I don't know how much they do up until that point. I only read the one Red mm-hmm. Room instance, so I don't know how much else she's tried. But I, I, just, I was like, why are you doing it? You don't have to do this. And he's told you he doesn't want a relationship with you that's not this. 
So yeah. like, why don't cut your losses and move on? I don't know. It's just not an interesting story to watch her. It, it would be more interesting if, I don't know. I don't even know what would be more interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, to me, it would be more interesting if, yeah, he introduced her to it. She's like, ooh, let's explore this. And then it kind of builds off that. And they actually do explore it. And if in and the end like, she decided that what he wants is still too far and then she ends it, okay. But yeah. at least she was interested to try in the first place. Yeah. Um, I won't even get into... Because there's been, like, think pieces and blog posts and everything about how abusive the relationship is, which mm-hmm. it is. But um, specifically the representation of BDSM I was curious practices. about whether or not it, it was accurate, which I'm sure it differs, obviously, between people and stuff. But Yeah. From, my, from what I have had seen before, um, even reading the book, it wasn't accurate. Yeah, um, it didn't feel, I don't know much about it, but it didn't feel accurate. It felt, I don't know. It just seemed like yeah. an abusive guy using something else as an excuse to boss yeah. somebody around and Cause, stalk them. Because and... one of the big things, as an outsider that I understand, is that trust between the, if they have a submissive and dominant relationship, trust is a really big thing. They don't have that in this book at all. Nope. Um, and there's also more to it than just I'm gonna whip you until you're bleeding and then done there's like uh essentially aftercare like Mm -hmm. caring for your submissive you know kind of bring them down that like that seems to be part of it as well he did rub baby oil on her ass the first time he spanked her so afterwards yeah, he spanked her and then he left and then he he's always like leaving and coming back like 10 minutes later and he was he was or maybe that was maybe it was right after. I don't know, but he like went to get baby oil from the bathroom and rub it on her. Wouldn't that sting? But, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, um, I interrupted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. aftercare. Yeah, aftercare, but not just like physical aftercare, but like emotional aftercare. Uh-huh. Cuz that it, it it like I used to read, I really wish I could find it, but I, I just couldn't find the link anymore. But I used to read this comic that was essentially like a slice of life of a couple that was in a dub, um, dom-sub relationship. Mm-hmm. And they would also do comic strips about, like, if you're interested in something like this, mm-hmm. things to consider. And one of the things to write about is that, especially for a sub, it's important for a dom to check in. Because yeah. as a sub, you can apparently lose yourself in the moment Mm -hmm. and if your dom isn't checking in you might do something that really is past your limit and you'll regret it and so there is this this idea that it's not just i am you know i overpower you it's like i overpower you but i also care and i want to make sure everything's going okay so but i don't know i didn't read those parts yeah he from the ones that I've read, he, like, checks in afterwards, and he's like, are you okay? But it's it's not, like, really deep after mm-hmm. that. I think he's just like, are you okay? And usually she doesn't know if she's okay because she can't decide anything. <laughs> 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 so uh, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah so, even, so even beyond the, like, the sex stuff there was Mm -hmm. just like a lot of weird things about it so it's supposed to take place in 2011 right yeah it's supposed to be just modern times yeah and it 
there were some things that did not come off that way to me. For example, uh, did you get to the part where she got the laptop from him? Uh, no. So I got, let me see what it says. I got 32% through. <laughs> and the last page I got to was when she gets dropped off after that first time in Seattle and her, her roommate Kate's like, how are you? Where's Christian? What's going on? Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, this was... Yeah, I, I couldn't. Not soon after. <laughs> no, that's... I yeah. respect you for stopping. <laughs> um, so, not soon after that, or not long after that, uh, she, she... I don't know why I said that. Um, she... <laughs> he, like, sends a guy to her house to set up a gift for her, and it's a laptop. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've never had a laptop before, which is fine. Like, I understand that... Um, Financial means can keep you from having things like that. Mm-hmm. But she's a college student and a senior and an English major, and she's never had any sort of computer to work off of. Yeah, and like, she there's a library, I, right? Yeah, I don't. She like apparently <laughs> borrows her roommates, but I'm like, I'm sure her roommate. I don't know. That was just weird to me, and I don't. I didn't expect her to like have some like you could buy like a two hundred dollar laptop to use for. I don't know. It just seemed necessary in this. In that day and age and this day and age to have a laptop. And then, but beyond that, he's like, okay, now we can email each other. And she's like, oh, I've never had an email address before. You get one when you go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She's 21 years old and she's never had an email address as a college student. How is she in college? Is she sure she's in college? (laughs) I had probably like eight email addresses by the time I got to college. Like some of my email addresses were very embarrassing. <laughs> and every time she gets on the computer to email him, she's like, I fired up the mean machine. <laughs> Why are you talking like you are a time traveler and you just, like, she, the way she, like, talks about the computer and interacts with it, it's like she's, a, I don't know, like she's an alien who just came <laughs> from another planet and doesn't, Oh, and she wow. and anytime she she's about she says I fired up the email program. I was like, who wrote this? How old are you, lady? Like, I'm sure you're not that old. You've been on a laptop before and emailed people. Yeah, Do you if say you're, if you're writing on fanfiction.net, yeah. you know how computers work. It was. I was just like, that's so odd. Why is, she, that, is it just to make her like so innocent and oh, I don't know anything. Be like she seems to be this not just out of time, but just so out of culture because even early on um like first chapter when kate wants her to go interview christian and she's like i know nothing about this guy and like doesn't even know what he looks like I'm like if this guy is as hot and rich and young as he's supposed to be yeah even if he did like rare interviews he would be no like everyone knows who elon musk is yeah you might not know his life story yeah but you know who he is and what yeah. he's done, especially Christian's like an alum from their college. Yeah, there's probably like, a picture of him somewhere there. <laughs> exactly. So the fact that she didn't even know anything about him. And Kate seems like the kind of person to be like, oh, I get to interview this really fucking hot guy. Yeah. And would show her a picture. Like, this is the guy I get to interview. Yeah. Isn't he fucking hot? Yeah. So just her not knowing anything, just being, I guess just nose and book is the idea with her but she doesn't seem particularly smart so i hardly <laughs> believe that but she also like 
also you don't do a quick google i mean i guess from the way that they talk about it, it seems like she has a flip phone which is fine mm-hmm. but even before you i don't know i guess it was very last minute it's just like you can't you didn't just to like find out the basics of who he is you yeah. can't just like take five minutes before you leave the house also, but it seems like she's never used a computer before so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> why was this the plot device because i know that was weird if kate is the editor of her paper why would she be like hey roommate who doesn't write yeah, for my doesn't. paper and isn't a journalist or a journalism major can you go do this very very important interview for me instead of you know my, my managing editor yeah. or one of the other reporters like i'm sure one of those reporters would have fucking loved to do this for her be like yeah i will fucking go to seattle and go talk to christian gray yeah and like she's the editor she'd be like it's gonna be a you know the byline will be co-writers like you won't get the whole credit because i set this up i spent a year setting this up so that already took me out of it very fast (laughs) yeah it's it was a weird plot device yeah oh and go ahead this is not related to the plot device if you have something about the plot device please go no not really (laughs) when she goes to interview him Mm-hmm. Why, why was there a literal pratfall through the doorway oh when she first God. meets him? <laughs> That's when I was like, I'm not gonna like this book. <laughs> like it's such the clumsy pretty girl who doesn't realize how pretty she is oh, and is single God. forever is such a trope. Oh. But to literally trip over your feet through the doorway when you first meet him, just. It was incredibly obnoxious. It was my first, I think it was my first little tab on here. Yep. (laughs) Right there. I push the door open and stumble through, tripping over my own feet and falling headfirst into the office. Double crap. Me and my two left feet. Yeah, double crap. There's that fucking double crap. And she, Uh... and there's something also around that time. Let's see if I can find the bookmark, because it's also in the first chapter when she's interviewing him with the assistant. Um... Oh, here we go. There's a knock at the door and the blonde number two enters because these super pretty blonde assistants have no names. They're just because (laughs) in case you couldn't tell, Anna's a brunette and Mm -hmm. brunettes are never pretty. Mm -mm. They're so mousy and nobody notices them. So, uh, blonde number two enters. Mr. Gray, forgive me for interrupting, but your next meeting is in two minutes. We're not finished here, Andrea. Please cancel my next meeting. Andrea hesitates, gaping at him. She appears lost. He turns his head slowly to face her and raises his eyebrows. She flushes bright pink. Oh, good. It's not just me. Very well, Mr. Gray, she mutters, then exits. That's not the first time he's canceled a meeting. So why was she so like, uh, what? I'm going to gape with my mouth open at you, boss, instead of being like, sure thing. Going to go cancel that meeting that you, my boss, just told me to cancel. Is it just that he's so attractive nobody can do anything he tells them to do? And he must be fucking pissed off. Maybe that's why he's mad all the time. I don't know. Oh, God. And it's so funny because... I just, for both of them, I, neither of them is a catch, and I didn't understand what they saw in the other person. Like, yeah. I love how Anastasia falls through his door, and she, and he's like, yes, this is the girl for me. Yeah. She's not particularly interesting during that interview, 
Uh, she asks him inappropriate questions. Why did Catherine Cavanaugh put are you gay in her list of questions to ask an alumni? What, what does it have so, to do with anything? Okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about this, clearly. Um, the I could see Kate putting it in her questions because from what little I gathered of Kate, she thinks she's this great, like, deep uh cutting journalist who's going to get the real answers and he's never seen with a woman so he's like she's going to just ask him are you gay because no one's had the gall to ask him i could see that what annoyed me was his reaction to it what did he um, say again it was like he i don't even i think he just said no but it was more the description of how offended he was and it didn't seem like he was offended because she was asking about his personal life. Yeah. It seemed that he was offended that anyone would think he was gay in the first place. Yeah. And that's where I had a problem. Um, and I know that in real life, there are many men who would be offended if you even hint Suggested. that they yeah. could have even been gay ever. Like <laughs> some sort of insult to their masculinity. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't fuck with those kinds of dudes. Like I can't with that. No, like, it's... If a, your fragile ass masculinity can't handle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like if someone, I mean, people shouldn't really be asking anyway because it's nobody's it's personal. Yeah. It's nobody's and... business. <laughs> exactly. It's none of your business. And for all you know, someone's closeted or something and they can't yeah. even be honest. There's many reasons why you shouldn't ask. Yeah. But like, yeah, his being offended by it was just annoying yeah and especially i don't know like, <laughs> the world is already very homophobic and biphobic to begin with and like this just kind of fed into that yeah it's like it seemed like a wholly unnecessary moment like it didn't yeah illuminate anything for us like we're about to find out that at least he's attracted to women yeah so there's no need to discuss that unless it's plot I don't know, it just seemed like, unless he's like, and let's have a threesome with a guy, I'm fluid, I don't know, then that's the only reason it seemed like you would need to... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, the only thing I can think of is just the fact that they wanted to emphasize that he is very private about his relationships with women, and that's why people think he's gay. Like, even his mother thinks he's gay. Yeah. Um, and a little part of me just wonders if it's the author wanting to make sure that everyone knows he's straight because there are women who are disgusted by the idea of a bi man, um, um, of having sex with a guy who has had sex with men before. And yeah. Like, it's a dumb viewpoint, but they are, they're like genuinely disgusted by it. Yeah. So I don't know if it comes from that and like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I almost weird. feel like there's no rhyme or reason for anything that she puts in the book this is what it feels like that's that's true i feel like i'm sure if someone likes this book and listens to this episode they'll be like you're being so nitpicky about it and we are but because there's so much if there were one or two kind of weird things here and there but the book is still compelling okay but it's just one thing after another, and it just builds and builds until, like you said, it's so tedious to read. Yeah, and there's and, there's no story. I was, I'm was i really surprised that I'm halfway through the book, 
and there's no discernible plot. Like it, the plot, I, as far as I can tell, is is her deciding whether or not she wants to be in a relationship with this man, mm-hmm. um, in the on his terms. But that's, but it's not presented in an interesting way. Like it's just mm-hmm. he has this contract, and and the weird thing also is that he keeps being like sign the contract, but keeps having sex with her, and even proceeds to do some of the. Um, some of the kinky stuff with her without her signing the contract and being like, well, you better sign that contract. There's like no stakes either. It's not like he's like, well, I'm not going to see you again until you decide what we're going to do. Yeah. He keeps seeing her. He, it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with fluffy, sexy stuff, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't this know. This was it just, neither. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't sexy. I didn't no. find this, the sex scenes I did read particularly titillating if you will like no, I've, I've really. read better sex scenes in other romance novels and it doesn't have to be as long as it is no I don't understand because, why it's so long <laughs> and um, it's not even like I think it should be one chapter and suddenly they're fucking yeah. because I know that I like that kind of book but also there are people who need more connection with their you know romance novels too Mm-hmm. I like those kinds of books, too. I like a slow burn. I really like a slow burn. Oh, slow burns are the best. <laughs> but a slow burn needs to have, like, a push and pull and, like, near misses, essentially, to, like, yeah. keep you on your edge. And this was just, like, a, just one note. Like, there yeah. was no ups or downs at all Mm-mm. to kind of keep you interested. And that's why if she had, if this had been... You know, she had submitted it to a publisher and the publisher, this is a good start. We're going to work on this and had an editor work on it. Yeah. Maybe it could have been something else. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm almost curious what the unrevised version is like, <laughs> if this is the revised version. Uh, lots more holy cows and gasping. <laughs> and also I was so annoyed in the beginning of the book. She's just like. They're always like murmuring and muttering and whispering. I'm like, do you guys, can you guys hear each other? I don't, how are you having conversations? You're apparently speaking at very low volumes and not enunciating your words. Yeah. Yeah, there was zero chemistry between them. And in a weird way, maybe that explains why there was zero chemistry supposedly between the actors and the, and the movie. Oh, I'm very curious about the movie now. Because. They had nothing to work off of to be Yeah, with. exactly. So, like, like why are they attracted to each other besides thinking that he, he keeps being like, I can't resist you, Anastasia. And I was like, yeah. why? She seems very, perfectly resistible to me. <laughs> I, I'll and give... he's. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and he's. She keeps being like, he's so messed up. Like, the only thing she seems to like about him is that he's hot. And occasionally he breaks his own rule and sleeps in her bed. I don't. yeah i'll give credit where credit's due um the first time where they like really make out in that elevator Mm -hmm. that scene was pretty good i liked that yeah but then it just went that was the only one i really enjoyed and to be clear i i'm all it's not just that he's like this over domineering man you know with a little mousy woman because i've read books with very domineering men and stuff and it it's well done mm-hmm. and it's fine. Like I, I know that the difference between fantasy and reality exists and that that's what people explore in romance and erotica. 
but yeah. I can't see this being someone's I don't want I don't want to judge people's fantasies sorry this just isn't mine I guess yeah that's a yeah that's the thing also is to me it crossed a line I because I don't read I don't read very much romance to be honest and I've mm-hmm. only read certain ones here and there um and I also like you I understand the appeal of that fantasy of someone who just like tells you what to do and just like takes you and blah 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 but mm-hmm. for him it just like it crossed the line and and it's kind of that thing you know it's kind of that thing that we talked about with the kissing booth with that with that kid being being like beating everyone up cuz he was jealous and mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and christian like giving people like angry stares anytime a man talks to Anastasia. I was like, that's not appealing to me. I like, I understand the base, uh, the, uh, what, do you, what am I trying to say? I understand the, the basics of that appeal in that like, oh, he likes me so much that when he sees other people talking to me, he gets jealous because he thinks he might lose me to this person. But also, that's annoying. It's like if <laughs> I already told you that we're in this together and you keep like making angry eyes at every person, every man that talks to me, that's going to be irritating. That's not appealing. Yeah. But so it's like and then him like showing up places to save her. It's like I, I can understand the very baseline idea of where the appeal might be. But in practice, it's it's not appealing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because the idea, especially in romance novels, is that, yeah, he they just can't resist you or they care about you so much that they don't want to see you with anybody else. But there's at least, we're just talking hetero romances here, too. Yeah. There's at least, in the good ones, interest from the woman. Uh, yeah. And other than he's hot she, and I want to have sex with him, I, I don't know especially at the beginning when she's not even sure why why do I keep thinking about him because he's hot and you want to fuck yeah. him <laughs> just, just just say that just yeah. be like oh my god I've never been this attracted to someone before like why him like oh I'm, I, yeah it's just her almost disinterest in a way in at the beginning yeah it, it's just yeah it's a bit of a yeah it's 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 a weird it's a weird book it's very strange it's i can i can i think that i can understand the appeal of it Mm -hmm. um but it just yeah it was it was it was not interesting to read i just they were two boring characters being boring together and and yeah it wasn't even so bad it's good yeah which is what i was hoping for (laughs) oh well it was just so, <laughs> so boring, it was boring. Yeah. Uh, there are just a few more bits that I want to go for it. mention, and then I think we're probably done, because otherwise we'll be as repetitive as this book. <laughs> um, Anna is absolutely obsessed with how long his fingers are. Oh yeah, that's yeah. She keeps talking about Every that, and time it makes them his seem long, meaty fingers. I keep imagining them as very creepily long, like yeah. not naturally long. <laughs> yeah, like he's 
a man larger than she is, obviously his fingers are going to be longer than yours. <laughs> I don't know. that It just came up so many times that I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, when she first called him on her cell and he answers, he's like, hi, Anastasia. She's like, how did he know it was me? I'm like, again, <laughs> going back to what time period are you from, yeah. Anna? Do you not know you can save a number in a cell phone? <laughs> Or what caller ID is. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, always so surprised. <laughs> everything surprises her. Yeah, it's everything's astounding. so surprising. Um, oh, her, like, anthropomorphized subconscious I found very oh, annoying. The subconscious versus her inner goddess? Yeah, her subconscious and her inner goddess. And like, <laughs> oh, my subconscious is smirking at me because I'm thinking about Christian. And then when she's being like, oh, I want to fuck Christian, my subconscious is looking at me disappointed. I'm like, is your subconscious as indecisive as you are? Because apparently so. <laughs> or like my inner goddess was, oh, what's the line I had? It's it, it just, I was like, my inner goddess uh, was doing the merengue with some salsa. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh Girls that bite their lips nervously is a tired trope, and I don't want to. Oh do it yeah, anymore. it was, and he kept talking. He kept, ah, uh, yeah, that was too much. I was like, yeah. okay, we get it. She bites her lip, and it turns you on. It's, I understand. Yeah, I just thought of there was a great line in the first sex scene. Oh, I don't know if you remember this. Let's find out. It's about to get <laughs> sexy, guys. Hold on. <laughs> um, so blah blah blah. She's doing oral, and then she says, "My tongue swirls around the end." He's my very own Christian Grey flavored popsicle. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Um, I I had something about that sex scene because um, this is in the bathtub. Yes, um, I think it might be. Yeah, yeah. So when that happened, there were so many things about this bathtub scene, and I was like, "What?" Um, <laughs> she like soaps up his cock first, and then starts sucking. Oh it. yeah, like, I thought. Why about are you that? sucking soap on his cock? Like, soapy that's also why i flagged that line because i was like do you eat soapy popsicles because that's weird and also just like the whole physics of that situation confused me because they're both in the bathtub but she said that the bathwater only got to his hips and then but his cock was also sticking out of the water so i was like is he he's they're in sitting, a pool he's sitting is he so, yeah, because he's sitting behind oh. her and, like, washing her, right? Oh, right, right, Which, right. Which, you know Christian Grey is the kind of guy who buys, like, Summer's Eve because he thinks vaginas <laughs> are inherently dirty. <laughs> um, but, like, just, yeah, the whole, I couldn't figure it out. Like, are they both sitting in the bath and then it's just really shallow? Or? I don't know. I, and then I she starts. At some point, he was standing up, but maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe, oh, maybe I missed that because then I was yeah. like, she starts sucking his cock, and like, how is your face not hitting the water <laughs> as you're sucking his cock? <laughs> it was just really uh, baffling. To I'm me. sure she didn't really think about the physics very much. I guess I, it's true. It just really took me out because I was like, wait, but he, he was, what? And I know he's supposed to have a giant cock because, of course, it's a romance novel. They always have giant cocks, but like it couldn't be that big. That big would be frightening. <laughs> I'm sitting in the bathwater, but my cock still sticks out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that bathtub scene was wild. <laughs> uh. 
Um, oh, the fact that he was very excited for her to meet his mom was weird. Oh, yeah, that was very strange, especially when he's like, I don't do relationships. Oh, we just had sex. My mom's here. Yeah, want to meet like, her? Stay here. I'm going to yeah. go deal with this. It's like, oh, come meet my mother. Yeah, it was, yeah, she could not decide what kind of person he was. <laughs> yeah, and then her mother was like, oh, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was supposed to show that she was, like, so special. I that know. What it was. Like, oh. <laughs> um, oh, Jose, her friend who's in love with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, who is clearly the surrogate for... Uh, Jacob. What's his name? Joseph. Yes, that's his name. <laughs> For <laughs> Jacob. Joseph. So I'm like, um, you took the Native American character and just made him some other kind of brown man. Yes, I was thinking about that, and oh, there was one description that she had of him that was, I think it was vaguely offensive. I can't remember. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just. Oh, it was unnecessary. She goes. It's after she. She's apolog- like He's apologizing to her, and she says. Anna, he smiles his dazzling, dazzling toothy, all Hispanic American smile, and I can't be angry with him anymore. What is a Hispanic American smile? <laughs> it looks like this one. You've been seeing it all this time. You didn't know? Look at wow. it. Wow. Isn't oh, it so okay. distinctive from other ethnicities? Yes. yes. Oh my God, I never realized. Okay, E.L. James is on to something. Yeah, and she also gave him an accent, which I didn't understand, because based on what she described of his family like his dad was a vet so in all likelihood jose was born an american yeah what oh he has an accent i didn't remember that she wrote his lines in like an accent i thought didn't he i don't remember oh maybe maybe i was just projecting (laughs) i was like oh boy I mean, she does have the pale white man come save the poor white girl from the the handsy, aggressive brown man. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, it makes sense that you would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you haven't seen any of the movies, right? No, I haven't. Do you think that you would watch the first one at least? Maybe. I I know people who have watched it and also kind of for similar reasons that we were going to read this book because it was funny. Mm-hmm. But now that we started reading the book, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of curious now. I'm more curious about the movie now that I've read yeah. the book because I'm curious if if it follows it to the T. Like, do they add more plot to it? Because, like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I'm curious what the movie is based on the fact that book doesn't give them much <laughs> to go on yeah. i feel like i think i might pass on the movie i think i've spent <laughs> enough time on this series so yeah. far yeah um oh this is a weird thing there's the part where anna says uh what is it about naked feet where she's like really into looking at his feet and I'm like what does she mean does she like feet <laughs> i've literally never heard of a woman who's into feet the only yeah, people i, I know, know who like feet are men yeah because most men have nasty feet <laughs> so there's no true. way that a straight woman be like you know what i like a man's crusty ass feet in those <laughs> sandals but christian is so perfect and every part of his body is so beautiful that she just like can't resist yeah. looking at his sexy ass feet um 
We didn't even touch on the fact that he was sexually abused, and that's why he's into this whole thing. There's so much about this book that I'm like, oh, jeez. I was reading the plot for the second one, and apparently we meet that lady, and she's crazy. Yeah, I... I read the plot for all three because I know the last one is called Fifty Shades Freed. So I was like, oh, she gets away from him. Does she? Do you want to know? Yes, please. Uh, They get married and have children. Oh, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, because in the second one, they get uh, engaged. Yeah. And so in the third one, um, it ends with she's pregnant with her second child. Oh. And they have sex and they go to a party with their family and friends. According to the Wikipedia, that's what it is. They have they have BDSM sex while she's while pregnant. she's pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And then they go to a party. So that's... I I'm yeah. I you know what this book is due back today, and I cannot wait to take it back. To <laughs> I I am, am gonna skip all the way there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna return it on my library app as well. I'm like I'm I'm done with you. Yeah. Anyway. That was Fifty Shades of Grey. Indeed it was. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com. And if you're like me, you will forget the second T for thing. So uh, double check your spelling if you're sending us an email. (laughs) You can also use the contact form on our website, link in the description. We're Oh Yeah That Thing on both Instagram and Twitter. So follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Logo art and design are by Rolla, theme song by Kate. We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Only took two times. Yeah. <laughs>